Christmas, the Yankees are spending money while the Mets go around looking to the dumpster and finding every husband that's washed up. Oh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. The Yankees got Gary Cole. The Mets are left holding the coal lump of coal as they watch the Phillies. When they become a dynasty. Well, Frank, uh, first of all, it's good to be back. Uh, I'm back from vacation this week. I missed you guys last week while I was in St. Martin. Um, while I was gone, though, the Mets uh, actually made a couple moves to the rotation after losing Zach Wheeler to free agency to the Phillies. Uh, they signed Michael Waka and Rick Porcello to replace Wheeler. Um, both coming off rough years last year, and Waka was injured last year with a shoulder injury. So hopefully they're Mets, you know, kind of just throwing shit at the wall and hoping, hoping expect, one of those guys sticks. I don't expect anything from Michael Waka. I don't expect anything at all. So you know he'll go out and probably be a Cy Young candidate now. Porcello, he might actually work out. I think I have some confidence in Porcello. I have none in Waka. Porcello is a Cy Young candidate, and at least he's stayed healthy. You know, the biggest thing with him was his mechanics, which he said he's, you know, basically obsessed with focusing on that and, and fixing his mechanics. He's always been up and down. He's always been up and down. He'll have a good year, he'll have a bad year. He'll have a good year, he'll have a bad year. Yeah. Maybe uh, this I, is the year he'll have a, a, a good year. Last year, he had the highest qualifying ERA, but the year before, when they won the World Series, he won 17 games and had a 4.2 ERA. So, uh, you know, and uh, look at look at the year before, like what was it, 2016? He won the Cy Young. Yep. 2017, he had uh, was Cy Young. Yeah, he's always been very up and down. He was uh, Rookie of the Year, I believe, in the AL with the Tigers in '09, and then you know he kind of fell off the next year too. He he's always been very up and down. Always up and down. Always his whole career. So. I, I, I actually have to think that uh, uh, Rick Porcello could be a good move. But the Mets still need to get that bullpen arm. And, and chances is standing out there, get me, get me, get me. And meanwhile, the Phillies are going to get him. And uh, the Phillies are just going to have this dominant team. <sighs> what the Mets, what the Mets, and the Mets, the money they got back from the Cespers, I guess it's going in, uh, going to the uh, Jeff, Jeffy Wilpon Holiday Fund for his uh, stupid eSports league. I, I mean, they, they just got money back from Jonas Cespedes. You know, Jonas Cespedes. I want to hear next year. I want to hear him play Old Town Road when he comes up to bat. Because that's that, that, that's the new Yonasespa song. I'm going to take my horse. Not going to play. I'm going to get hurt even worse this day. I don't want to play this year, no. I don't want to play this year. I'm coming off double heel surgery that was elective according to most doctors. I don't really want to play no more. No, I'm gonna not want to play no more. I don't want to make it play for my money. I just just want to say what I say. I don't want to get play for my money. I want to get paid for doing nothing. <laughs> you going to assess with a song. Yeah, I mean, first of all, that's great. And second of all, uh, you know, he did get $21 million of his salary cut this year, uh, and it's mm -hmm. all he has the chance to make it back in incentives. So that actually will probably motivate him to get his ass back out on the field and play. And, and, not... and, and, and that's what you need to do for Jonas Espes. Yep. yep. You, you, so... you, need, you need to dangle the carrot out there. That, is, that, that has become apparent for him. And, and that's, why the, that's why the A's traded him. That's why the Tigers traded him. That's why the Red Sox traded him. In the end of the, at the end of the day, they were all they all saw his character, and then the Mets got him half a season free agency, and he took them to the World Series because he had that carrot, and then the Mets signed him to that contract where he had the one year buyout, one year buyout. Keep that in mind, he had a one year buyout 
to even get a bigger contract because people because he went on the open market and he didn't get the money that he expected. So he accepted that one year buyout thing and he once again had a great year. So the Mets gave him the three year guarantee contract and then it was the Jonas Cespedes that everyone was afraid of. The Jonas Cespedes that got traded three times. The Jonas Cespedes that people said, this guy's not a good character. This guy's got a lazy streak to him. And boy, we certainly saw it. His lower leg ailment started in that 2016 season, though. If you don't recall, uh, he had a hamstring issue. And uh, he actually, he made it back, though, in August. He missed about a month in 2016. He mm-hmm. made it back in August. So did Jose Reyes and Estrubal Cabrera all at the same time hitting in one, the one through three in the top of the order. And those three Yeah, times. well, but I'm talking about the effort to actually get out there on the field. Oh, for sure. It was there because he, he wanted the contract. So you're right. That was just the beginning, though, of his lower leg ailments. And then we, yes. of course, saw the hamstring was a problem again in 2017. And then the, the double heel surgery. And then last year, riding the damn horses and claiming he twisted his ankle in a ditch. He was thrown from a horse on his ranch. He just, you know, obviously can't say that. I, I mean, the, yeah, the, yeah. Because 2016, he had the, the 2016 had a good year. 2017, now he played through, tried to play through 2017. But 2018, I mean, he had, he's on the disabled list. He doesn't even tell them about the double heel surgery. And then he comes back plays one game says oh by the way i need double heel surgery he he came back he hit a grand slam and then and then he said he needed heel surgery the next day so i he, mean one I mean, thing how about did, how about saying that earlier I and know. even not even coming back and, and doing the surgery like in may maybe he could have been back starting next year well no he could he could have been back last year if he wasn't fucking around on his ranch yeah he could have been back they 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 had him targeted for the second half the thing is now, though, with this incentive-based, his contract being pretty much all incentive-based, he probably will be back on the field, and I could definitely see him contributing if his legs hold up. I know he can swing the bat still, but if yeah, his legs can hold yeah. up, he'll contribute. Imagine a healthy Ioana Cespedes this year. No, I still want something back of him. I still want to get more pieces. I still love, love to see them add Starling Marte, but uh, Morazic would be a good backup for him. Yeah, I mean... I would I I do want Marte. Um, they can they can obviously afford him now uh, with this you know restructuring the Cespedes deal. But the only issue is they want Nimmo, and the Mets don't want to trade Nimmo. And honestly, if they swap <sighs> Nimmo for Marte, it's not an upgrade. If you have both those guys and Conforto, and I mean I guess I would trade JD Davis. But if you had Marte, Conforto, and Nimmo in that outfield, that's a strong outfield. Not swapping one for the other. Oh, that's yeah. a classic Mets. I don't know I don't know about Nimmo. Uh... And Marte. Marte seems to be a little more upside to me. Well, Nimmo's younger. He's cheaper. He's under control longer. He's a better fielder. He's a better hitter. He gets on base more. Uh, he's had better numbers than Marte over the last uh, two years. And Marte's, Marte's I mean, 31. I mean, I got, it's not great in the field. And he's not really. He's not even true center field. I mean, we really need to ignore the Marte, the uh, the, the the Nimmo year last year until uh, the end of this season. We didn't. Well, uh, when he did, he crashed in that wall, and they kept him on the field when he was just terrible. I know. He wasn't and, and he's playing. He he's playing through a fucking nerve, pinched nerve. Once he came back, though, no, he, once he came he back, it was normal. He proved his value to the lineup. He finished with a three seventy five on base just, percentage. I just, I, I would just like that another bat, though. I just would like that other bat for security. Maybe, I- Maybe it'd be uh, maybe for maybe if Cespedes actually we can guarantee Cespedes doing it, and we need another bullpen arm. Yes, they do. And and here's the annoying part that the Mets really believe that, or at least they you know they try and be coy and they say things like, "Oh, Cespedes coming back, we don't need to add another bat." Oh, uh, Lugo and Gazelman staying in the bullpen are actually our additions. Like we don't need. Brody said we. They really not, said that they didn't not. need to they, add. They, they, they just need one. They don't need just one. Just one. <laughs> one. We're not asking end. for a complete bullpen overhaul. One. One back end reliever will will do it, and that's it. They don't even have to get a defensive. I mean, the defensive backup catcher would be nice an upgrade over Nito because there are a lot available this offseason. But yeah, well, that that should come cheap too. That shouldn't even be something expensive. Yeah, the reliever. You can't tell me you can't sign Brad Brock, resign Brad Brock, and uh, do nothing to the bullpen, and then say that it's that it's okay that they don't need any more additions. Add, add Michael Waka. Like, I just don't buy it. Um, the rotation got worse, obviously losing Wheeler. Um, they were never going to give him the money that the Phillies gave him. Um, 
But yeah, on the other hand, it's, you know, the Mets are half-assing it and we just have to, you know, have hope that next year Stevie Cohen will be owning the Mets and he'll be, you know, he'll be spending like a, like a real owner. I mean, I'm just tired of it. They got to, they got to just get somebody out there. There's, there are so many catchers out there available. Yeah, there's uh, they could add that guy Jason Castro from the Twins is pretty good. Uh, Martin Maldonado, who was uh, they were looking at last year, is, is a good option too. Uh, even Torinos, if he's you know if he accepts being a backup, and that would actually be a good signing because it would be you know insurance. He's you know was pretty much a starter in in uh, in Houston. He that's good insurance for Wilson Ramos, who you know usually gets injured and was healthy last year. So you know, I mean, Wilson Ramos is 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 fine offensive catcher. He's uh, fine to be out there most nights, but you just need one. We just need somebody, just just somebody to, to back him up. That's actually reliable, other than Thomas Nitto, who is not a major league player. No, he's not a major league bat. That's for sure. He's a good framer, but that's about it. Um, uh, they said one thing too. Wilson Ramos is prioritizing his defense this offseason. He knows it has to get better because he was, you know, he was under fire for it this year. As, as good as his bat was, he was amazing. He was one of the best offensive catchers in the game last year, and he had the longest, he had the longest hitting streak for any MLB player last year. Twenty six games, not just catchers, all players. The guy can swing it. You know what was impressive about that? There was like two or three games in there where he came up as a pinch hitter. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. He uh, he was really locked in for a while there, and that was after he started off the season hot, and then he went into that big slump, and then he carried them in the end of May for a little while when everyone started getting hurt, uh, and then he you know he kind of was just cold and invisible, and then he really heated up uh, as the weather did, you know, in in July and August. He 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 was on a he was on a pretty good tear there for the you know the second half of the season, as most of the team was. But uh, Frank, I want to ask you though, because I saw you replying to the tweet. Uh, what do you think about this possible trade scenario? Uh, the Mets receiving Francisco Lindor from the Indians in exchange for Rosario, J.D. Davis, David Peterson, and Brett Batty. Take Batty out the deal and find someone else to, to put the deal. I'd be all for it. Do you have anyone in mind? Jimenez? I would definitely, uh, I would definitely trade Jimenez. Also because, uh, you know, they have, they're swapping Rosario for Lindor. Uh, they have that guy Ronnie Marcio, who's one of their top prospects. He's, I believe, nineteen a nineteen year old shortstop for the Mets. He's like one of the top prospects. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's a fair deal to, to put Jimenez in there as opposed to Batty. Yeah, well, remember we had Jim Callis on from MLB Pipeline. Yeah, he uh, he was saying he he had seen Jimenez play in person in in the Arizona Fall League, and Jimenez is a little he's a little guy, you know. He he might not. You know he hasn't really hit that well in the minors, and he, you know, he might not in the major leagues. He's he's like five nine one sixty. He's not a big guy. No, but and he's and he's but he's supposed to be a good defensive shortstop. So he's oh, he's a really good defensive shortstop. It's just the question is, can he hit, or is he going to be like a Ruben Tejada, who you know could great glove and and could not hit? So, but I don't want to give up Patty. I don't want to. I don't want to trade another number one pick. Top prospect. Yeah. Well, well, Peterson was. The Mets' number one pick two years ago, but he hasn't exactly torn it up in in the minors. Um, I am no, interested no, to see but him I, this I, year. It's, it just I just want I want bad I want to I want Batty. I just want Batty. I think he's good enough. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I, I agree with you there. I think that they should hold on to him. Um, I am pretty excited though about you know I I do agree with you that they should add another bat you know to solidify the lineup. But at the same time, you know these hitters that they have in the lineup they are they were very exciting to watch as the season went on last year and they developed nicely. Uh, obviously baseball is a very, uh, you know, on and off kind of thing. It's very, guys are very up and down year to year. So you don't know who's going to slump this year, who's going to be hot. You know, Alonzo could slump out of the gate. You don't even know. And that, that would hurt them a lot too. But yeah, so that's, that's why you got to, you just got to keep adding. Yeah. Like also like was JD Davis a flash in the pan? We don't know. We're going to find out. Well, if they could get him, uh, if they could turn him to like one, that one, that, that bat or that bullpen arm, that wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, I mean, if it's in a deal, if if that trade for Lindor, if the Indians, I don't think the Indians would accept that, but if they did, I mean, if you're only giving up Rosario and J.D. Davis, and like you said, if they do find someone else instead of Brett Batty, I think that's a steal for the Mets and a must, you know, absolute no-brainer for the Mets on their side. Yeah, Batty's the only problem I have with that deal. Everything else is fine. You just I don't want to give up Batty. Well, yeah, well, they, they'd have more wiggle room to give up a guy like Batty if they didn't trade Kalenic last offseason. 
that's and that's the reason I don't want to give up Batty this year is just because of that deal. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I was I was pretty nervous too about I I know you're not too high on Nimmo, but I was nervous last week when I was seeing reports that oh the Mets could trade Nimmo for uh for Marte because I really honestly thought that that would have been a big mistake. Well, I don't. It's not like I'm not high on him. I just don't think he. Do you know who I think he is, Brandon Nimmo? And this is actually a good player, but he's not a great player. He's the Mets' Brett Gardner. Yeah, and that's perfect. That's honestly what the, what championship teams need. Guys like Brett Gardner, uh, Jeff McNeil's like their Murphy and Zobrist. I think yeah. he's a combo of both. I, I think you you need guys. those are championship players. McNeil is what Jed Lowry was supposed to be, except he's young. Or what the Mets could have had if they re-signed Murphy for those two years when Murphy was like one of the best hitters in the league. You know the problem with Murphy was in, in, in his glove. His glove is awful. Awful. His base running too. He was a lunkhead on the base pass. I mean, the only the only thing he does is hit. <laughs> the well, only Frank, thing he does is hit. Frank Murphy got them to the World Series. Yeah, but he had a terrible World Series at the plate. And in the field, he cost them game four with that Matador error. They had that game one. Stephen Nash was great in game four. Familia comes in, and he gets a grounder to second, and Murphy olays it. That's what. That's the reason I wasn't when when he did Nets lost him. I wasn't. I I was like, well, you know, this is that they just didn't want the the fielding of him. The fielding is why the Mets didn't even make a big offer. His fielding would hurt them. And 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 you know, Murphy was overall good hitter. But he ran hot and cold. He he'd go through stretches a month long stretch where he batted two twenty. I truly believe that if Estrubal Cabrera was the Mets shortstop that year, they probably would have won the World Series. Or even if Rubidada didn't break his leg, because when Wilmer Flores had to play shortstop, that was scary. They lost that World Series because of their defense and because of their inability to throw out runners or hold runners on. They or, stole bases uh, and- in bunches. And and, and uh, which call it was a hack at first base too, Lucas Duda. That and also, uh, yeah, that throw home and also the Ash, the uh, the Royals didn't strike out. That offense was one of the best contact offenses I've seen. Oh, you know, if if only they would have. The Royals were a bad matchup for the Mets. That's what that ended up being. It was if, really if bad. Would, if they would have played the Blue Jays, I think they would have killed the Blue Jays. Definitely, because the Mets were built off their pitchers striking guys out. They should strike guys out in bunches. And and, and, the, and, and the Blue Jays the Blue Jays were what are that that the yeah the sabermetrician's dream, blooping uh, the home run or strikeout. Yeah, exactly. The Mets the Mets would have won with that. And I also think that they should have given Matt Reynolds a chance at shortstop. I know he had never date. That was his you know first call up to the big leagues was the World Series because Tejada was hurt. But they should have put him at short because Flores wasn't even hitting. They could have afforded that, and that's a mistake that that's an underrated mistake that people don't talk about. That Terry, you know, Terry Collins didn't didn't, you know, he he this is a move he didn't make. It was his biggest mistake. The, and the, and, and the, the Royals had had uh, had the good scouting report, so they knew that uh, Familia was trying that QT quick pitch. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it and it really backfired. That's it's, another. Is that quick pitch? That quick QT quick pitch. Yeah, I know. He, he was getting players all year for that. And know. Uh, uh, Perez was ready for it. I know. Um, so Evan Roberts and Joe Beningo, of course, are in the afternoon drive now with WFN. Uh, so a caller asked them today on the way home when I was driving home. Uh, they, they asked him, do you think Familia will ever get back to what he was? Can you guess what his answer was? No. Yeah. Can I guess yeah. what your answer is? Hell no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, Familia kind of turned it around in the second half last year. He did have a good stretch. Um, I just, he, I don't think he's as reliable as, you know, he's clearly not reliable like he used to be. Yeah, Which, he's like, not. I don't, oh, and apparently he's already lost 20 pounds, I heard, this offseason. Well, maybe that will help. Yeah, they said, but with the Mets, everyone's worried that he has, like, some kind of flesh-eating virus. What? <laughs> No, it's just like just like our pessimism. They mean like that's the joke. It's like oh, he's working hard, and it's like Mets goggles. 
Oh, what's wrong with him? He has, <laughs> he has a terminal. He's terminally ill. Uh, oh, what, what, what was that thing? Spring Valley fever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 was the <laughs> jo- that was the joke they used. Yeah, was that what Ike Davis had? Yes. Oh, my God. Or, or when Noah Syndergaard got hand, foot, and mouth. It just, you, uh, can't, uh, you can't make it up. The, the Spring Valley fever, I mean, he was actually on the, the verge of being a, a, a solid major league player. I mean, I got his bobblehead. They hit, they hit his bobblehead. You hit 30 home runs. And all of a sudden, and after that, it's like, it's like, like you know what you know, you know, I always say the joke is that players take off that net uniform and it's like, underneath they have the big S on their shirt. And then they put on the net uniform. It's like, I mean, it's like like a like a a town suppression. Yeah, no, but uh, it's you really the the thing is though, Frank Ike Davis. It wasn't even that fever. I don't think it was the bone bruise in his ankle that they misdiagnosed in twenty eleven when he collided with David Wright in Colorado and missed the entire rest of the season because they put him in the walking boot. Then they said, oh, then they took him out of it. And they're like, oh wait. Uh, he we might have taken him out of it too 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 early. Oh wait, it's a deep bruise. He can't start running. Oh wait, you can start running. Oh no, he's still hurt. That's the, the at that at that moment. That's the moment that Ray Ramirez should have been fired. He hit 32 home runs the next season, but after having that terrible first half of the season, hit 32 home runs, 90 RBIs, but he batted like 225. But still, he was never the same player. And then he was terrible in 2013, and. Uh, 2014 is when they finally they're like, all right, they chose Lucas Duda over him. And what was funny was he had that that that, that he had that walk off grand slam just before they traded him. That's right, they did, they did. So Frank, um, as much as we could go on and on about the Mets, of course, hopefully they sign a reliever soon and a, and a big one. Steve Shishak's actually another underrated guy who they possibly could add. I would be happy with. But I want to segue to you. You know what's been great about uh, Steve Steve Shishak? He has like a career two point six nine ERA, which goes under the radar. Yeah, Steve Shishak sells seashores by the Shishak. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's a tongue twister if I've ever heard one. I want to segue uh, over to a little football with you though, Frank, uh, and talk about your Dolphins getting an ass whooping from my Giants, and you were at that game in attendance, I believe, right? Yes, I was. I had another. Uh, of course, the uh, the hot dogs here. I just did a hot dog review of MetLife when I went to see them uh, play the Packers. Yeah, and you, just dropped. You, you didn't like that hot dog too much, did you? It was barely a single. It was an infield single. Was it was it better or worse than the one we had at Barstool at the park? I thought that one was pretty bad. I like the one at Barstool at the park a little bit better. Yeah, I that was. No, just I'll tell big... you. I'll tell you what, what's far worse is the hot dogs at the Prudential Center. Really? Why is that? Are they are they Nathan's or? Well, uh, the hot dogs at the uh, MetLife are Na- are Dumans. The hot dogs at uh, Met uh, at City Field are Nathan's, and the hot dogs at uh, at, at the uh, Prudential Center are actually uh, Sabrets, but they just don't seem like they're cooked right. Sabrets are just. Not cooked right. They they they're putting these bags that say hot dog on them, and they're like twist the hot dog bag and like throw it like on a pile under a heat lamp. That's pretty disgusting. <laughs> well, Frank, remember you got you got the chicken parm sandwich from Prudential. Yeah. And how'd you like that? Mediocre. What do you think your father would say if he saw if he knew you were getting chicken parm from Prudential? He wouldn't mind it. He's not one of those types. He's not one of the one of those Italians. Yeah, grandmother, on the other hand, yeah, that would have been a problem. She'd probably break out the wooden spoon. Yes. <laughs> My grandma, uh, it was like yours. She she was one hundred percent Italian, and she, uh, she used to like break the wooden spoon over my dad and my uncle when they were kids. The wooden spoon of you said <laughs> wooden spoon stories. The un, the untold the untold Italian experience. Yeah, seriously, no one really knows the truth about that. <laughs> the wooden spoon. <laughs> that was a mass a weapon of mass destruction. 
I know, seriously. Ima- imagine uh, nowadays if a kid got hit with a wooden spoon, the parent would be thrown in jail. Well, just think about this. The African-American experience is the switch. And look what happened to AP- Adrian Peterson when he did it. That's right. That was, that was real bad. People forget about that, too. And, and that's a cultural thing, you know. Yeah, I know. That's, a, that's what they, that's what, for 50, for years. Well, it's just like, like uh, when parents, when like dads just hit their kids with the belt. Yeah, that's, that the white, white people do it with the belt. And black people, you all these years did it with the uh, go out and did it. Uh, my father was a teacher. He told me in his early days of teaching, when the parents are still disciplining their kids in the eighties, that he called it a, a, a student's mother, and he was like a second grade teacher. And the mother told the, uh, the sons, "When we get home, you're gonna go out in the woods. And you're gonna find a nice, nice, nice branch because I'm gonna wear you out." Well, at least she let them. She let them pick it. Like I would find like the <laughs> smallest branch possible. <laughs> but that's um, that's just that's just. What, it, this is how people are raised. It's cultural, and I I've always felt that 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 Adrian Peterson got too much hell for what he got. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, he did get suspended for the whole year because yeah, that that kind of stuff is a really bad look now, and you know, it's in this bad look now. But it's but he his parents probably did it to him. Exactly, but I'm I'm saying he he didn't get a bad like he didn't get that bad of a punishment because he only missed one year and he's been playing ever since. You yeah, know? it wasn't like Ray Rice where he got exiled from the league. Of course, Ray Rice what Ray Rice did was a lot worse. But, but Ray, what happened to Ray Rice though? Though is was the misfortune of it being on video. Yeah. Yes, considering what Ray Rice consider what Ray Rice did and hearing some of the other stories. Ray, what Ray Rice did was like. Trump changed to some of the stories. Like, who was the guy that was that, that was the Panthers and the Cowboys signed him, and then finally they got he he did it again. And Greg Hardy, yeah, Greg, Greg Hardy. Hardy. Yep, he's in, he's, in, he's doing MMA now. Um, Where he he basically like 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 almost like curb stomped his girlfriend. Yeah, he's a, he's a fucking psycho in a low life. So that, that's the, but it wasn't on video, so he got a second chance. And of course, uh, and and also the. Uh, the girl who was pressing dropped the charges too because she was scared of him. Yeah, like most do. And with the Ray Rice thing was he he got PTI. He got now he should have been suspended. He probably should have been suspended uh, at least at least half a year. Well, Frank, we've, well, we've he got been the two game this... suspension. He got the two game suspension because Goodell's an idiot. That was a disgrace. Yeah. But yeah, Frank... it's. We've been we've been down this road before, I believe, in a, in a previous show. Um, what Ray Rice did, yes, it was it blew up worse, and he got exiled from the league because the video was released. But he knocked her out cold, and he he deserved to be kicked out of the league for that. There's no way you can't put it any other way. He yeah. he, knocked, he knocked out his fiance. You shouldn't you shouldn't feel sorry for him, I guess. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. But I, I think he's deserved at least a second chance, especially um, especially when other players have done worse. Well, with people like Jerry Jones, I'm surprised he didn't get another chance. But but other players have other people have done worse. OJ. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, did, did you hear the latest about OJ? No, what was it? There's an open challenge out there. Celebrity boxing. He's not gonna do that shit. No, he's not. He's the one that's not. He's he. It's up to him to accept it. He's yeah, he's not gonna do it. He's being challenged by Lenny Dykstra. Oh, I no did. Chance. I did hear that. Yeah, I. I don't know. I don't think that he's gonna do it. <laughs> I don't think. Dykstra. Yeah. Lenny Dykstra probably has one of the best followers on Twitter. He really does. He's crazy. Because you never know what's coming out of Lenny Dykstra's mouth or what he's going to tweet. You just never know what's coming. It's it, 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 He just is, is one of the best followers on Twitter. What about recently when he, uh, him and his amateur wrestling buddy were caught digging around a Jersey Mike's dumpster looking for his dentures? <laughs> he found him. 
Yeah, he did. That's that's he's <laughs> he's something else. Um, you know his you know his son's married to uh, Metal Soprano. Metal Soprano, yeah. He was a bust. His son. I know, but at least <laughs> he definitely won off the field. Marrying yeah. her, lucky him. Jamie Lynn Ziegler. Yeah. But yeah, he was. I know, I know, I know. He was in the minors of like the Brewers and Nationals, but he, I don't think he ever actually made it up for even a September call up. No, well, I don't think he ever debuted. Well, he's kind of smart because I mean, uh, some people don't like Dykstra because of all of his charades now. But if you fight OJ, I'm pretty confident that you're going to be the babyface, the good guy <laughs> in that situation. Because I don't think OJ can. If OJ went into public in that type of atmosphere, something's going to happen to that guy. He ain't making it out of that fight. Someone's gonna do something stupid. OJ, OJ's, OJ's uh, now back on Twitter. There's another great Twitter follow. He's so he's so tone deaf, but I but like he's so delusional that he. The worst part is you know that he believes exactly what he's saying because he's he's told himself this stuff over and over again for how many years, and it's just like I I just can't follow him out of like. He's still looking for the real killer. I just killer. can't do it. I just can't do it. But, like, it's like a car crash. You just have to see what this guy is going to say. <laughs> He's still looking for the real killer. He's still looking. I mean, I mean, what I've always heard about OJ is that he gives cutting commentary. Like, it's he's sharp. talking about his fantasy football teams. I'm like, dude, you killed somebody, man. <laughs> I'm not listening. I don't care that you drafted Andrew Luck. Like you killed somebody. He's probably he's probably gonna kill Andrew Luck after he retired. <laughs> he was looking for sympathy. He was looking for sympathy because Andrew Luck retired. Like he, OJ Simpson, was looking for sympathy from the public <laughs> for his fantasy football team. And he's like just laughing it up, man. Just living the life, just wild. Well, well, that's that's what you call being shit out of luck. Oh boy. Yep. I want to. Uh, I don't think I told you guys what happened last week on my vacation. Mm-hmm. I, uh, did you guys hear what happened? The triangle when you uh, you said you were going to be going on vacation, then you just ended up arguing on Twitter with all <laughs> week, yeah, <laughs> all week defending uh, Dave Gettleman right. and uh, tweeting about the uh, about the Mets uh, From the triangle moves. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Well, the Bermuda Triangle, it's more of like a figure of speech. And it was kind of misleading, actually, because I said that. And people like, Nick, you fell for it. You thought I was in Bermuda. I was actually in St. Martin in the Caribbean. But uh, I just Bermuda, don't pay it. Yeah, I, I was yeah, like, yeah, hey, Bermuda. You know, you know what? That's Bermuda Triangle. You know, that's uh, Phil Jackson's favorite uh, spot to go vacationing. There it is. Yeah, that's, that's like, it's the joke. because And, like, when people disappear, too, you say, oh, they're in the Bermuda Triangle. But, um, no, so what happened was, uh, my girlfriend and I actually saved this fat old guy from drowning in the ocean. Like he was just, what was he doing? Did he get hit by a wave? He was the only one in the ocean that swim at your own risk. The current was pretty strong at this time. Uh, this was actually the morning of, of her birthday. So we had drank a whole bottle of champagne and two rum drinks. And we just see this old guy in the water. He's going, help, help. Like kind of casually. I'm like, he's all right. Is this guy like fucking around or is he actually like need help? And he like he keeps going like help, and uh, me, uh, my girlfriend, and two other people got in the water with the life preserver and had to swim all the way out there. She's like a junior Olympic swimmer, so like she's a lot better than me. I almost got stuck out there. Like the current was really strong, so I had to swim a little back in, grab the rope to the life preserver. It snapped twice. I kept having to swim out further and pull it in, and I pulled them in, and uh, and and we saved the guy. Did you mm. tell the Did you tell the guy to rate, review, download, and subscribe? The least he can do. <laughs> that was the first thing. Yeah, he goes, thank you. I go, don't thank me. Just make sure that you uh, subscribe to my podcast. Give us a nice review. Yeah, and now Frank's very confident about the pole bear plunge if that happens. But he won't. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I, won't, I, I, st- I still to need to find – w- I'd like to do it on New Year's Day. I just need to find a, someone to, to like, be my, my watchdog and my uh, like cameraman. Yeah, maybe, maybe like leading like the, a, a few days before you just people will be more willing to commit when the day is imminent than they will be like you know a little bit out. So maybe that'll work. Who knows? But what we, do should you have, we should we should have to find another another day to do it. But 
because it seems like people are reluctant to do it on New Year's Day. We should ask Tank's Army to uh, <laughs> give us a GoFundMe to get Abe to fly out here to do it with you. Well, it's not a money problem with Abe. It's problems about Abe being elsewhere. Right. Like right now, I, I believe he's in Japan. Not on. Shit. That's <laughs> a, talk about jet lag. And his wife is like from the Philippines, so they always go out to visit her family around Christmas time. Ah, uh, I see. You got to find someone who doesn't drink because New Year's Day is is literally like the most hungover day. Yeah, and and I don't drink. (laughs) I I'm not even gonna see the ball drop, dude. I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna go to sleep. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. There is no more overrated holiday than fucking New Year's Day. I hate it. I hate these idiots in in Times Square listening to god awful music. I mean, it's Maroon Five. It's it's it's. Akisha Manisha, the latest pop singer. Freezing their asses off for like legitimately like 16 hours, standing there like a bunch of dummies. Yeah, no bathroom, nothing to eat. The only thing they're doing is probably drinking. Although you can't have open liquor on the street, so you're fucking not even drinking. You're just fucking cold. And you just sit there. And then the 1159 arrives, and you're looking at the last minute, and you get 10, 9, hey. Hey, hey, hey. And you see the ball dropping. You see Blue Fireworks 2020. Yay, happy new year. Yay. And 10 seconds later. And then it takes and then it takes you four and a half hours to get home. <laughs> Frank, if you showed up to a bar though on New Year's Eve, that would be like the big like celebrity appearance. Like I know 100%. you don't drink, but like if you did something like that, that would, that would be like a huge, a huge I've thing. I've never been there, but I've never been into New Year's Day, yeah, New Year's Eve night. I it just, ugh, I could, I could do without. It's just never something that's thrilled me. I mean, the bowl games or the Winter Classic. That's 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 more what New Year's Day is about. Would you Would you consider making a celebrity appearance on New Year's Eve if you had a destination with fans? If I like was a, uh, like a like a meet was, like a like a meetup. If I was compensated, probably. What about if we were co- compensated with Diet Coke? And, I'm, yeah. And food. <laughs> Hot dogs. Raw dogs. I would have to, I'd have to arrange it for something else. For something else for me just, just, just to appear just there. It, just would, it wouldn't be enough. It would have to be some sort of incentive. The tank comes at a cost. Totally understandable. Well, last year I went to Hoboken to an open bar, so you paid like $80 a ticket, uh, and then it's like unlimited drinks and whatever. So <laughs> if someone gave you like a free ticket to something like that, and you got free diet sodas the whole night, would you do that or no? $80? Fuck no. Well, if yeah. they paid for it, if someone else paid for it. Matt, I don't think, like, you're still a young, you're still a, a young, a young buck, Pat. Me, for me and Frank, I, I, I think New Year's Day, New Year's in the city is like my own personal hell, and I think it's, I think it would be the same for Frank. I mean, I mean, this year I went to uh, Jersey City for the, the fireworks, which was actually nice, but it's the fireworks for the Fourth of July. Right, it's not like New Year's. New Year's is an absolute no, shit yeah. show. It's, it, all pe- it, it, it's all people with a bunch of false hope. It's just a bunch of meth fans walking around, basically. Yeah, it, New Year's Day, <laughs> New Year's Day sucks. New Year's Day is the fucking worst, man. It's like if you got if you need, if you need the new, the year to change to get excited and get motivated, you, <laughs> you're doing things wrong. Yeah, you're you're basically changing the fucking calendar. That's your celebration. Old acquaintance, be for God will throw out the calendar. Or if you're like Gary Fleming, you'll save it for the next time the calendar falls that way. So, and, yeah. And by Frank, the way, that's what, by the way, that's what my father. My father doesn't buy calendars anymore. He has seven calendars lined up. Now that he's gonna get screwed next year for the leap year, but uh, what he does is, okay, the calendar falls like this. New Year's New Year's Day is on a on a uh, Thursday this year. Okay, I'll use the Thursday New Year's uh, calendar. Smart. <laughs> so he Resourceful. has like seven calendars. He has seven calendars, and he just like just like puts the number, the, the like a t- piece of tape over the calendar, 
to change the year every 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 six years. Oh my god! So when did he buy these calendars? Like over the last like 20, 30 years. <laughs> he has a calendar like a Hawaiian calendar from like the eighties. That's part of the rotation. He has a Three Stooges calendar from the nineties. It's part of the rotation. That's incredible. So, so Frank, while while we can agree, at least me and you, that New Year's sucks, Christmas certainly does not. I think everyone loves loves Christmas. Do you um, you got any Christmas stories for the for for Tanks Army out there? I know people love to hear about you just in general. Yeah, any, not any, really. Any, not it's not really exciting. What about? Was there any gifts when you were a kid that you were like, I gotta have this? Any Red Ryder BB guns for you? Star mm-hmm. Wars, probably. Yeah, probably Star Wars uh, toys, uh, especially the at Great. And speaking of Star Wars, I mean, is, are you going to see that? I'm going to see that tomorrow, actually. Same thing. I'm going to a 7 o'clock show at Menlo. At Menlo. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. You can see it tomorrow yeah. night? Yes. Yeah, not at, it's not at midnight anymore. You, they, they, they bumped them up. They bumped it up because of that stupid idiot in uh, Colorado. Yeah. So I'm going to the seven o'clock show tomorrow. It, on, I got the recliner seats with the the dine-in shit. I've never gone into the 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 one I go to doesn't have the dine-in. I'm going alone. It's the best but I'm thing at, ever. Yeah, I'm going. To, I'm going at five o'clock tomorrow. Shit! I all right. I I want to see it tomorrow. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys think it's sold out. Ah, uh, well, you can check. Be honest, it depends. We're not like if you're not in the city, you might be able to snag a ticket because like like I I booked mine like two days ago, but seats were starting to go. But my good thing is like I I reserve my seat, so when I I can show up whenever I want, and I just I don't have to like worry about like where I'm sitting. I, yeah, I already I, picked where I'm sitting. Me too. I'm going, but I'm yeah. I'm going to five o'clock at Clifton Commons. It's like uh, a one hour before all the other ones start. You got any predictions? Uh, well, we'll see. That last one was kind of strange. I, we'll I see how I, it goes, what direction it goes from there. I rewatched that one. It was it. It still sucks. This I'm I'm on the Clem train. Last Jedi is horrendous. I rewatched it twice on the plane uh, <laughs> last week, going to and from St. Martin. It's just there like, was just there was just so many problems with it. That, that 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 girl Rose, she sucks, dude. I hate that fucking girl. Dude, well, yeah, she's made yeah, people stop hating. She's made people stop hating on uh, Jar Jar. Yeah. I like Jar Jar. I mean, when I was younger, when Jar Jar came out, I thought he was pretty cool. Now, now in hindsight, I I kind of get it. But like, compare comparative to that, they girl, tried. I mean, they too wasted hard. so much time. They wasted so much time with that casino. Canto bite. Oh, canto bite. It's like forty five minutes in the casino. I'm like, get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, it was pointless. Like, they didn't accomplish anything in that. You know. That was just unneeded. And, and the character who I hate even more was, um, was that Finn. Ugh, no, not Finn. I, Leia's friend, or the the one with the uh, the long neck and the huge nose. Laura Dern. The Laura Dern's character. Yeah, she was a bitch, but but it was kind of like uh, they kind of swerved us there. Yeah. You know, they made it seem like she was the bad guy. I actually have a prediction for the movie coming out. Well, I have two predictions. Obviously, I think the Emperor's going to be back in it in some form, uh, you know, given that they've only played his laugh 80,000 times in the trailer. And Kylo Um, signs with the Phillies. Yeah, yeah. Kylo signs with the Phillies, uh, hopefully instead of Batances. Um, (laughs) But uh, I do think it's pretty clear that Rey is going to be Luke's daughter because the movie's called The Rise of Skywalker. What else would that be? Well, how would he be? How would he have a daughter without knowing having he had a daughter? Yeah, I he don't knew. Know about, he knew. He just didn't that. tell her. I don't he know did. about that. But Star I, Wars is classic, like not telling your kid that they're your kid until so. Wait. So Luke's. So now Luke's a deadbeat dad. <laughs> yeah, I mean they turned him into an asshole. So. <laughs> See, this is why the Sift lifestyle. This is why they Sift all the way to Sift care about their family. They love their family to the point where they'll go to dark places to protect them. Somewhat true. Yep. See, see, see the, Je- the Jedi were all a bunch of assholes. Bunch of elitists. You can't love anybody. We're, we're the best people in the, the, the protectors of the galaxy. You can't have any attachments. Pat, did <laughs> you watch, Pat, have you watched The Mandalorian? I know, Frank, I know you have. 
I haven't seen it yet. I want to watch right. it really bad. So we, we won't spoil it for you, but you got a few out. I would watch the whole thing before I go into uh, um, the next one. Not that I don't. Not, not that it. It ne- you necessarily need to see it, but I think it could like get your gears going a little bit. Doesn't the Good. Mandalorian take place after this? No. Nah, it doesn't. When does it take place? Five years after Return of the Jedi. Right. So oh, it's so somewhat it's relevant. I have a feeling they may drop something in this next one that, like, you don't need to see the Mandalorian, but if you did, it may pay off a little bit. That's my, oh. that's my gut. Yeah, well, they might do some Easter eggs or something from it. Well, there's been plenty of Easter eggs in the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've heard, yeah. Yeah, so... Fuck, I'm I'm gonna try and get my ticket tonight. So I'm glad I'm glad you guys brought that up. I want to see if I can go. I want to. I don't want to wait. I was gonna see it Monday afternoon, but I don't now. Shoot. I don't want to wait. You're gonna have to pull a Robbie Fox and mute mute the entire internet. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I need to be careful. Um, he some he, some asshole's gonna spoil it for, for Avengers Endgame. I remember listening to his podcast on my mom's basement, and he was talking about it like he would purposely like misspell. Like the the spelling of like Tony Stark and mute that as well, like he was like he was like that's how far he went to mute everything. But I kind of get it. I mean, the kid, he's like, you know, a main like a mainstream person that people would spoil it for. So, yeah. so well, that might be you. You might have to do that. Yeah, unfortunately, when I saw uh, which one called the last the no, no Force Awakens. I had two spoilers going into it that I just caught just by on Twitter. Same, not not for that, but I remember when when the Dark Knight Rises came out, someone spoiled the ending for me on Facebook, and I was just fucking livid the entire it's day. The, it's the two things I did. Two things I knew going in were that uh, Kylo was going to be uh, Han's son, and that he kills him. Oh well, <laughs> that, that's the whole damn movie, Frank. Yeah, pretty yes, much. Yes, I know. <laughs> That sucks. Who spoiled it for you? Just popped up on Twitter. That sucks. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm gonna make sure that I, I'm gonna do everything I can to see it tomorrow night so it doesn't get spoiled. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna go see it at such a point where, basically, that's when everyone's gonna start seeing it. Frank, before we roll into uh, Ask the Tank to wind things down, I do have one more question for you. What are your thoughts on the Taylor Hall trade? Uh, it's it's like like the this this whole devil's uh, season has been like that uh, uh, arrested development meme with the uh, oh Christmas the sad playing of old Christmas tree and then falling down on your face. That's the, what it's been like to be a devil fan this whole entire year. We are the ones who disappoint. We are the ones who got nothing back for Kyle Hall, the Taylor Hall. You know the you know the players they got for them, or one has got like a is minus minus sixty seven in the minors. Has in two in two seasons no goals, no assist, and uh, eight hundred and forty seven turnovers. And on defense, he's like uh, people go around him. He actually he's he's so bad they actually started putting a highway cone on the ice and actually provide better defense than he does. It sounds like the Met, the trade the Mets made when they got uh, Jeff Wilpon's son's friend from from UPenn for Jason Vargas. So basically, the, the problem with the, the Devils is that Ray Shiro is a zero and needs to be fired. So you're you're pretty much team clean house right now. Yeah, you got the kids. Build with the kids. If you can find a sucker to take PK Subban, get him out of here. He, he's he has contributed nothing. It's like all of his skill and ability have vanished. This was such a classic, like, offseason to where, like, it's like, all right, Devils mean business. Like, on paper, they look like the playoff team, like, easily. And then it all completely went wrong, kind of like the Cleveland Browns. Or the Cleveland Clowns, I should say. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham ruined another team this year he did. Odell Beckham overrated. He really sucks. Odell Beckham, what a bitch. He is not worth it. Yeah, well, look at Dave Gettleman now. Doesn't he look like a genius for trading him? The guy is a headache. He is a professional 
headache. Any team that gets him will be sorry. Well, the biggest mis- and also the biggest mistake the Browns made was keeping Freddie Kitchens over Greg Williams. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty stupid too. That was the worst move they made. If you because have if you have Odell Beckham, you need to use Odell Beckham. You need to force him the ball. What I what I don't understand is Greg Williams did such a good job at coaching last year as an Indum coach. Said nope, get rid of him. Why? I I don't I don't understand that move. It ain't broke, so let's fix it anyway with dumbass pretty <laughs> kitchens. If it ain't broke, break it. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what the Cleveland Browns are. The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Clowns. That's that's them from now on. Because then the rest of their players were saying, "Come get me." <sighs> Baker Mayfield. Is there a bigger ass in the NFL than Baker Mayfield? No. Odell Beckham. Yeah, maybe Odell Beckham now. The the two of them. But the Browns have one of the best running games in the league. Nick Nick Chubb's the leading rusher in the NFL, and their offense still sucks. But yeah, it just he's just, just you gotta just push him. You gotta Beckham is just he deserves to, he's gonna he's going down the road of, of Antonio Brown. Who did today just just continues to start throw gasoline on the fire? <laughs> yeah, Antonio Antonio Brown, I think, has a case of bipolarness. Yeah, there's something there's something mentally wrong there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's concerning. <laughs> there's there's obviously CTE. Yeah, you know, I, you know, he never acted like this before before Devonta's perfect hit. I know we we've been it's talking truth. about that. Yeah, for the for we talked about that a while ago. Uh, he wasn't uh, right. he wasn't like this. He wasn't. He was a quiet, humble guy before Vontaze Burfecht. I know, yeah. He kind of did change after that. That, that, is, that is some good uh, investigative work by you, Frank. I mean, I mean, if, if there is not a clear indication that he has CTE, I don't know what is. I, I, I mean, he, he, he literally forced his way out of Oakland. Now he's whining to get back in. All I have to say is Odell Beckham, Brown's a whole other long, long story that we'll be able to get into at another time, but... Odell Beckham got what he deserved. After yep. the way he acted last year, he got the richest deal in receiver history, and he bitched and complained, went on ESPN, caused problems, forced a trade, and he, he got what he deserved this year. The guy can't fucking stay healthy either. He hasn't, he's only been healthy two seasons in his career. He, he got what he deserved. So that's all I'm going to say on mm. that. So let's uh, – Nick, you got the ass to tank before we wrap things up? Yes, I do. So here we go. We got a few today. So Frank, real quick, and in, in the hol- it's the holiday season, Christmas, as we stated before. It's, it's right around the corner. Uh, Matt Deaver wants to know, Frank, eggnog, yes or no? Have you ever tried it? I've tried it. I don't like it. Don't like it. Eggnog. So Matt, that's a, that's a no from the tank. Uh, Stuart J. Moore wants to know, um, ask the tank, what's your favorite restaurant? You know, quietly, maybe uh, Arlington Diner might be one of my top ones. I'm a big diner guy, too, um, especially since I've moved to Jersey. What's your Nothing. go-to meal at a, at a diner? It depends on the mood of it. If I'm here for, like, a lunch, I'd, I'd like the classic diner hamburger. But uh, then I like the uh, I like the open steak sandwich sometimes or the uh, open roast beef. I'm getting hungry just listening N- to you. Nick, Nick, yeah. Uh, were you a big? Were you not a big diner guy? Like, does Brooklyn have many diners or no? So, so Brooklyn has really good diners. The only issue is that the portions are about half they are in Jersey, and it's about like it's about like ten ten to twenty dollars more expensive. Oh, so, shit. like, what what I a meal I can get in New Jersey now, like if I go out with my wife and my daughter, I'll leave with a thirty six dollar bill. If I did that in Brooklyn, it would legitimately be about like sixty bucks That's at easy. a diner. The, uh, the diners in New Jersey, are, we're famous for our diners. We, we are the diner capital of the world. It's incredible. You order any, like, you get any sandwich, like, they give you fries. They give you enough fries for, like, a fucking week. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's like nothing. It's like freaking no money. Speaking of the boroughs of New York, uh, I had to drive to Long Island today for a meeting. Guess how long my total round trip was in the car? You had Over- to drive to Long Island? Or you took yeah. I drove. I drove from Jersey to Long Island. Nick, I, li- I live in your county. I live probably like twenty, probably twenty minutes from you. So that's my, uh, two uh, two and a half hour, uh, five hour drives. What time did you leave? I left at nine thirty to get there Morning. for for a noon meeting. 
You probably and got there. You probably just got there. I got there at twelve oh five. Oh my god! And then I'm not uh, surprised. Left at three forty five and got home at a little after seven thirty. Makes total sense, dude. I mean, I I I, I, I went to college at Hofstra, so I know. That when the uh, the snow squalls yeah. hit, the traffic got really bad, and that happened just as I was leaving work today. Did you see the video of the squall coming over in New York City today on on Twitter? No, I didn't see that. You gotta oh, look yeah. at it. It's like day after tomorrow. Shit, you gotta I, Because I saw the squall the way it hit the courthouse, and I was in it. Right. Yeah, I, it, I got it. It's, with it's the, it, uh, uh, what usually is like a twenty-five minute drive took fifty minutes today. Jeez. Yeah, that's. I got hit with it on the on the Long Island Express, and then uh, and then surprisingly though the GW was clear. It took me like five minutes to go on the bottom level of the GW when all in WFAN traffic was saying, "Oh, avoid the GW. It's an hour and fifteen wait on the lower level." And yeah, what happened was uh, everyone uh, heard that, and then they went to the other crossovers. Yeah, yeah. You, by the time the uh, by the time shadow traffic hits, the traffic reports hit the radio. Go the opposite way because that's because everyone listening to the, the radio, get the Waze app. You need the Waze app. Yeah, that's well, that's what I was using, and that's actually the one thing that worked out in my favor when when I went that way. But uh, you know, as long as it took to get out of Long Island, once I got back to Jersey, I was by Paramus, and I, it was three hours later, and I was like, "Fuck, I still have an hour because this is my commute home from work every day." Because so then I, it's, uh, it's like when the Waze app is when I know it's bad is when I see red in every direction. Yeah. Because yeah, I well, have like I have like three roads I have to get to try to get to Branchbrook Park. I could take Norfolk, which is always a nightmare. I could take First Street, which uh, by, goes by um, two eighty, so sometimes it could be bad. Or I could take Martin Luther King, and that was pretty bad today. That goes by the colleges, and then I end up taking Washington, which was not good at all either, but looked like the best option of the four. I, I have to say, like, Frank, our traffic sucks in Jersey. Like, I use uh, Route 78 to Garden State Parkway every day going to work to Paramus. Like, it sucks, but, like, it's manageable. It's like an hour of traffic each way. Um, well, an hour trip each way, including traffic. The Nick, I don't know how you lived in New York that long. Like, driving anywhere on the New York highways are, like, I've only had negative experiences with it. It's because it's the trick is you got to know when to leave. You got to know when to go on the road. That's the key, man. It. it because you can't avoid Bell Parkway. It's a shit show. It's all a shit show. If you try, try and take the streets, everybody's thinking the same thing. It's all about what time you leave. So, like, I would strategically leave places only at certain times during the day. And that's the only really way you can get around. Plus, if I didn't have to drive, I didn't fucking drive, man. I would take I'll take mass transit. I'll take the subway anywhere. Like, yeah, I was just growing up. But then you'll freeze your ass off if you take MJ Trans. We don't Dude. turn heat on for our customers. Dude, I had a hundred. Dude, that that tweet I put out, I had like a hundred likes and like reporters like reaching out to me and shit. They're like, "Are you okay?" Oh I'm like, "Yeah, man, I'm fucking fine." <laughs> that <laughs> that could have been your big break, like Frank. Well, I was on. I, I got I got interviewed by the Gothamist one time. They did an in, the the woman interview. She she went on the train with me and took took a ride in with me and interviewed me the entire way, just to talk about New Jersey Transit. I mean, shitty, uh, but, it, did, did you hear? Uh, did you hear the uh, the ratings came out? The uh, trains are the worst rated in the uh, U.S. and the buses are the third worst. Listen, and it'll never, and it'll never lose that spot because it's beyond reproach. Um, I want to make sure that we get this last question in. Um, we were we got segued from food for a second, but I think John Miller wants to know, and I guess this is a really good one to kind of close out to is. Um, Ask the tank, Frank. Um, what type of food do you cook for Christmas? Is it anything different or anything particular? Anything special? It's called a Thanksgiving replay. Oh, if it's not fixed, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I'll typically have ham on New Year's, but it's basically the same thing I make on uh, Thanksgiving. Frank, what are your Christmas plans this year? Just hanging around here. Hoping to maybe shoot maybe some raw dog videos with some people. I was planning to go to the office next week, but apparently the office is closed next week. Might have like a little shutdown or something. Yep, I, I I actually go to I'm actually off tomorrow. I go to work on uh, Friday, so uh, because I took off tomorrow for uh, 
this judge has begun her vacation today, so Friday I'm just doing to clean things up and get ready for the new year. Sounds and then good. I'm off to uh, January 2nd. Me too, yeah. That, that'll be a nice little break. Very nice. Well, that's all we got today, guys. Yep. Another great show, guys. It's good to be back this week. Missed right. you guys last I week. Wanna, and, uh... I want to stop this for a second. Let me just stop it. And, <laughs> and, and Merry Christmas to everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Frank. Merry all Christmas, right. Frank. All right. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. War.